Did you know that most vitamin D3 supplements come from sheep's wool? I'm Kat, founder of Ritual. We're making traceability the new standard for the supplement industry. When I was pregnant, I couldn't find a multivitamin I could trust, so I created my own. Ours is made traceable, third-party tested, and clean label project certified. Oh, and our vitamin D3? It comes from sustainably harvested lichen from England, not sheep. Trace for yourself with 25% off at ritual.com slash podcast. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Grab a blanket and get comfortable. The Grab a Blanket podcast starts in 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. Wings Productions presents Grab a Blanket, the podcast. I'm your host, Melissa Oliveri. We've all lived through some trying times the past couple of years. We've had to find new ways of doing things and creative solutions to problems we'd never dreamed of. We've had to revisit our relationships with work, family, friends, and even ourselves. And when things became overwhelming... We had to dig deep to find ways to bring a feeling of comfort, joy, and safety into our lives. In this podcast, we'll explore the different ways we find solace and peace of mind. This is your moment to settle in, get cozy, relax, light a candle, grab a blanket, and spend a little time with us as we explore the various paths that people take to add a little joy to their lives. My guest today is Sin Collins. Sin is a programmer and host at KFAI Radio's Spin with Sin, weekly Monday nights from 10 p.m. to midnight, which she has hosted for over 13 years. She is also the author of Complicated Fun, an oral history of Minneapolis indie rock and punk from 1974 to 1984, as well as West Bank Boogie, an oral history of the Minneapolis blues and folk scene in the 1960s and 70s. Sin is an avid live music attendee. She loves literature and nonfiction, and she lives in South Minneapolis with her two cats. As promised, each episode of Grab a Blanket features a recipe provided by our guest. While you're in luck today, this episode comes with two recipes— 
so hopefully you can enjoy Grandma Ruth's meatloaf and Grandma Martha's refrigerator pickles. Okay, it's time to settle in, get cozy. The comfort station starts now. So here I am with Sin Collins. Sin, hi, how's it going? Hi, good, thanks. How are you, Melissa? I'm great. I'm great. Um, We are going to jump in in just a second, but before we start, I just was curious. It's a beautiful day outside today. Last interview I did, it was freezing cold today by Minnesota standards. It's quite warm. Did you do anything fun? Did you get to enjoy the sunny day? Um, I didn't get outside, but um, well, the few times I was running around doing errands, uh, I enjoyed how nice it is out. Awesome. Yeah, it's a special treat. Really lifts the spirits with the sun and the warmer temperature. Totally, totally. We need it. Once we get to like mid-February like this, I feel like we all kind of (laughs) rejoice. Yeah, exactly. It's true. (laughs) Um, So in your bio, you mentioned, I'm going to jump in probably my favorite topic, that you have two cats. Yeah. Um. I love all animals and I have had cats in the past. I only have dogs now, but Mm -hmm. tell me a little bit about that. Are they, obviously they must bring you comfort if you keep them around. How's how's your life with cats? Fantastic. I've had cats all my life. Cats bring me much comfort. They're very individualized personalities, of course. Um, Finnegan is 15 and he's he's very cuddly and affectionate and goofy he's got a sense of humor kind of a prankster and great spirit and Sophia named after Sophia Loren because when I got her she was long sleek black kitten they both have uh they're both very uh long-haired furry cats she's more um sophisticated and standoffish but she definitely loves uh a lot of attention petting on her terms (laughs) 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 Finnegan jumps in my lap Whenever I sit down to uh, make a call or read a book, um, he likes to just get right in there and listen, or uh, he loves music too. So, <laughs> oh, well, you guys must get along just great. Yes. And he'll sit in my lap while I'm watching um, television too. It's really cute. Sophia just hangs out kind of nearby, um, just kind of observing, and uh, she's very playful. So, yeah, they're they're wonderful. They bring me a lot of comfort. Each morning um, when I wake up, they have their chirping meows greeting me, and we say good morning to each other and have little pets and stretches. Uh, you have like a little routine with them. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I know that you, um, at least on, on Monday nights when you do your radio show, work very mm-hmm. late or relatively late, and I know that you enjoy live music. So I'm guessing, are you more of a night owl then? Very much a night owl. Yeah. Yes, I love it. What um, what sparked this love of music in you? Where did that start? Let's see. I think it started when I was just a little kid, and I'd listen to records with my mom, and really loved music. Um, and we'd dance in the living room, and uh, I was very exploratory since I was a little kid in books and music. And so, when I was able to um, access uh, shows like uh, Casey Kasem's Top 40, whatever alternative stuff I could find, which was pretty difficult in um, the 60s in South Dakota, rural environment. Um, it was mostly country music then. 
or um, top 40 later on. But uh, I would order records uh, from various companies um, and read a lot of uh, music magazines for geared towards teens. And I developed a passion for music. Yeah, at an early age, as such, listening to lots of records, whatever I could find. Going to college, I went to a record store called Uncle John's, where the clerks um, would introduce me to a lot of alternative music happening in Minneapolis, like the suburbs and Who's Cardew and replacements and such. And um, a lot of college rock in those days, REM, U2, uh, just lots of really, really fun college music so I um was very passionate about seeing live music whenever I could there in Vermilion South Dakota and it was actually an impetus for me to move to the Twin Cities uh so that I could see live music a lot more and access more of uh the music that I loved so that passion ran deep enough to make you move literally yeah that's amazing I love that. Is there, so obviously you're exposed to a huge catalog of music, artists, bands, et cetera. Is there one either Mm -hmm. style or one artist in particular that you turn to when like you've just had a crappy day (laughs) and you just want to put on, what are you putting on to chill out and relax and feel more comfortable? When I'm home, um, my go-to is Joy Division. And yeah, definitely Joy Division, some new order, but I really like more the dark kind of post-punk stuff like that, uh, Wire, um, also Velvet Underground, uh, newer stuff. I like psychedelic rock, like, um, uh, well, not psychedelic, but very fuzzy and uh, experimental. Lowe's new album, Hey What, and earlier um, Double Negative very very good uh stuff to kind of lose your uh how do I say this Uh, escape in your mind and um just kind of fuzz out or zone out I love that kind of stuff um when I want to when I've had a bad day and I want to just chill um if I want to be uh, or if I'm feeling like kind of I'm not a very angry person, so I don't get angry very often. <laughs> but if I'm feeling frustrated or something like that, yeah. I like to play kind of hard rock like Iggy Pop or um, Idols or um, PJ Harvey. I love Nick Cave music as well, things like that. So, would you say that kind of researching and digging into and discovering new music is something that brings you comfort? Because you seem to really be. It's it's such a wide berth, right? You you seem to yes. be kind of into everything. Yeah, definitely. Music discovery is a huge part of my life. That brings me a lot of comfort and uh, joy to uh, make new discoveries. To be uh, to hear, oh, you know, Fontaine's DC for the first time, or local bands like Products, or Annie and the Bang Bang, or. Um, uh, Kiss the Tiger, or um, there's so many new bands cropping up all of the time. It's really fun to discover those here in the bar. So nice. Yes. Do you have a specific? I'm moving on to a, a different category, kind of, but I'm tying it in. Um, is there a specific place that brings you comfort? One, but kind of tied into that, is there a specific venue that you enjoy more than others too? So by place, originally, I mean. 
your childhood bedroom, like a place you can go to in your mind or a real place like Paris, any place. But then secondly, do you have a favorite venue here in town in Minneapolis? Let's see. Okay, first, uh, the place I go to in my mind is probably thinking about uh, sitting um, by the creek uh, on our farm in South Dakota as a little kid alone, just staring at the water. I love staring at water for endless amounts, however long I can. <laughs> so time flies when um, or going to the ocean on the beach. Um, I my mind goes to um, I think water bodies or uh, hanging out with my grandma at her house across the way from our house where I grew up. Oh, grandmas! I, I grandmas are the best. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, the second thing uh, I go to in the favorite venues. Um, I was just talking with somebody about this earlier. Um, I love uh, the Turf Club. Many years, I practically lived there in the nice. thousands, and um, I love the Seventh Street Entry, Mortimer's. Palmer's very much. They've got a great music program there and they have done for years. I like very small venues that are um, a little cozier, more intimate. You can see a lot of people, you know, and chat around the music. I mean, I don't like to talk about during the music, but, you know, stuff like that. So um, I love First Avenue for a bigger venue and and still running into everybody, uh, lots of people I know. So, yeah. So, of course, Mortimer's is great. Oh yeah, Mortimer's is great. They have great tots. (laughs) (laughs) I'm all about. I'm all about the food. food. (laughs) Exactly. Um, So of course we've been in this pandemic now for a couple of years, and for a long time you couldn't go see live music. Um, What? How? How did you compensate? What did you do? Did you do anything different to kind of make up for that, or what? How did you handle that? Yeah, that was the difficult, yeah. <laughs> most difficult aspect of uh, the pandemic, I think, for me personally, besides not seeing as many people, people very often at all. Uh, I like to see people in person more, uh, most, I should say. Uh, that was really a difficult adjustment because I really love live music. I go out to see it near nightly and have done since like late 1989 when I moved here. <laughs> so. Oh. It was really weird. Like every night, about eight or nine o'clock, I'd get this knee jerk. Oh, what show am I going to go to now? Oh, wait, I can't. <laughs> oh, so what did you do then instead? Just um, for, for a long period of time, I was catching live shows on Zoom as many artists yes. turned to doing. But then that became kind of frustrating, not the same as live music. And I just kind of fell off of doing that. So I just listened to music in on Spotify or other or records or what CDs or whatever I had um, a lot and um, kind of shifted also to another passion of mine, which is uh, watching lots of films, movies, uh, television series. So reading books, reading I think, books. Uh, a lot. I mean, it was kind of nice in a sense to be able to rediscover you know I the first year I read a ton of books and I hadn't Mm -hmm. I I had kind of laid off reading a little bit for I don't know why it just happened 
but it, I, I feel like it was an opportunity to kind of revisit activities or pastimes or hobbies that had sort of fallen through the cracks, you know? Exactly. So. Yeah. Yes. Me I know too. we, we share a love of books. Um, and I think that we seem to share a love maybe of spooky books a little bit. Definitely. For yeah. sure. Why do you, th- I had this conversation with my friend, Amy, cause she loves spooky or true crime and spooky TV and whatnot. So what do you think it is about these spooky things that we find comfort in? How does that work? What, what are your thoughts? Well, I've always been kind of a daydreamer and thinking, I think, about other realms and have loved books about the supernatural and spooky things since I was very young. And I don't know what that interest uh, stems from, but uh, it it continues to this day, obviously. And um, I think for me, it's a curiosity about the mysteries in life, the unexplainable, um, things that occur that we can't understand or, or don't know that much about. I mean, I've had experiences uh, through my life on occasion with spirits, I believe, um, or uh, strange synchronicities or parallel moments or... Uh, trying to think of names for it um just fascinated with uh mysteries of the world and the uh the occult and supernatural and such and um reading about that stuff is fascinating and fun and riveting and thrilling engaging for me so books like um that have magic realism like Isabel Allende uh Spanish magic realism or uh, Neil Gaiman, who, you know, pits old gods against new ones. Mm-hmm. He can uh, do no wrong in my in my mind. Exactly. <laughs> he's probably at the top of my list. Yeah, he's very top of my list as a yeah. writer. He's my favorite. So, um, I love uh, futuristic thinkers like um, uh, long ago writer Philip K. Dick, uh, the godfather of uh, cyberpunk William Gibson. From Canada, mm-hmm. so, um, Louise Erdrich, who I just started her book, The Sentence, which features a ghost in the bookstore. It's like perfect. <laughs> I need to dig that up. I, I uh, my hands are a little full right now, but I'm excited to have more time to read again. <laughs> yeah, so um, I like exploring that uh, idea. Um, I want to ask you, what are your thoughts about that? Why we have that interest in spooky lit or films? Yeah, it's, it's, um, I I think for me, part of it is nostalgic, maybe, because I read and I liked, I've always liked it, even as a little kid. So I get that kind of spooked feeling that a little kid gets, but not in a bad way, not the gory, you know, I don't really enjoy the gory. Yeah, I used to as a kid. Now at that part, I don't. Now mm-hmm. I like the more unsettling. You know, when I think of it, I think of that movie, The Others, with Nicole Kidman, and I'm not going to give away the big twist, but you know, something yeah. like that, where it's just kind of, so it's just unnerving. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah, I. But I think there's a bit of nostalgia, and then of course I've had odd experiences too that I can't explain. So there's maybe that wanting to understand how that works. I think is a big, big part of it. Yes. Um, and I think someday science will f- 
figure at least part of it out. Uh, whether we'll still be here to, to hear about it, I don't know. But someday, someday yeah. we'll figure it out. Yeah. The other word I was looking for was the paranormal. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Stuff. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Someday the paranormal will be normal because we'll know what it is. But yeah. not today. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, speaking of nostalgia, and you were talking about your grandmother living across the street from you. Mm-hmm. Oh when you were younger. So is there something from your childhood that, that strikes you like either a memory or, or uh, something that you did as a kid, an activity or a routine that you kind of look back on fondly, or maybe even something you still do from that time that brings you comfort? Absolutely. Um, Going to her house um, across the yard nearly every day to help her with cleaning. um, It was kind of fun though I'm not that into chores because yeah whatever kids but um <laughs> but she was so, so delightful to chat with and hang out with and my favorite memory with her is uh uh pickling and canning in the summer oh. and fall. I yes. really love that and she would do massive amounts of all sorts of pickles watermelon pickles lime pickles dill sweet beet pickles everything then we can corn and beans and make all kinds of fruits fruit jellies and jams super fun so to this day I still do a lot of pickling in the nice. summer and fall nice. and my grandma's 105 now and she's still alive but I don't think she makes wow. her jams anymore but growing up she made the best jam and homemade marmalade and it's such an art form that I did not inherit. I like cooking, but I didn't inherit the pickling thing. So I'm actually super impressed right now by oh. your pickling skills because <laughs> I, I didn't fun. inherit any. Yeah. It's really fun. Um, we should do that sometime. <laughs> we should. I wish I knew more. I'm always afraid I'm going to give somebody food poisoning because I did it wrong, you know? So I guess if you put enough vinegar in there, you're okay. Is that how it yes. Goes? Okay. <laughs> Vinegar jar sealed. Nice. So would would you say that's one of almost your comfort foods, or is it more the act of pickling things that you enjoy? Both. Both. Yeah. Yeah. Um, although I, I guess I would lean towards the act of doing it. It's kind of a meditative thing to do the uh you know slicing so much slicing of the pickles or whatever and um the kind of uh assembly line sort of uh putting things together and the it's a little bit um as I said meditative but also a little bit ritualistic you have your six or eight steps that are by rote and uh kind of involve precision which I'm not a, I'm not big into cooking at all I used to be more, but living by myself is just not as interesting as if I might be cooking for other people other than big batch soups or things I can freeze, but pickling I'm really into. Yeah. I think there's something cool. Well, again, I don't know much about pickling. I would assume you have to let it pickle for a little while. It's probably not. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then I know with my grandma's jam, I mean, it took a long time to cook. You had to leave it on the Mm -hmm. stove for quite a while. So there's kind of that, that, um, slow food <laughs> vibe to it that's kind of comforting too yeah yes so so I I love food and um as you know my guests 
provide a recipe and you were hesitating between two. I don't know if you ended up choosing or not. It, it, uh, it, and it's fine. You can choose last minute. But what are some of your comfort foods besides the pickles? Um, meatloaf, which both of my grandmas were excellent cooks. And so they both made excellent meatloaf. And um, I must say, I have really excellent memories with my grandmother on my mom's side. who lived an hour away from us on the Missouri River, beautiful river in Chamberlain, South Dakota. And she made the best. It's hard to say which one made the best pickles. They both were excellent. (laughs) (laughs) And um, both grandmas cooked fantastically well. So I have great memories of those comfort foods. Uh, which um, include uh, on my grandma, my mom's side, uh, fried chicken or uh, uh, really delicious cookies, uh, various, um, um, let's see, mac and cheese, uh, beef stew. um, I think, yeah, chicken, fried chicken on Sunday stands out a lot. Nice. Homemade from scratch fried chicken. Yeah. Wow. Then really great. And then my mom made really excellent sloppy joes. So oh, yeah. they'll make that recipe to this day. And a uh, hamburger goulash, which is not really like it's a it's Americanized, not Hungary. Hung, not Hungarian. Yes. I learned that when I moved here, I made um a dish that my aunt used to make it Well, we're French Canadians. It was called macaroni à la viande, which translates to meat macaroni. Nice. And when I made it, Tony said, oh, you made goulash. And I'm like, what? <laughs> but yes, I've learned that that's a, it must be like a Midwest thing maybe to call it goulash. But it, is, is that what it is? Like noodles yes. and, and ground beef and tomatoes, basically. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Oh, so. how funny. Yeah, I had never heard it called goulash before. And in my head, goulash was something completely different. But yeah, it's definitely not like the traditional um, Hungarian one, like I said, using ground beef instead and much milder in flavor, I think, less paprika. Yeah, yeah. Interesting. Funny how the, the, uh, it's like, um, what is it? Hot dish. (laughs) I learned all about hot dish. Yeah, <laughs> I think I feel like because I've spoken now uh, with you, my friend Amy, and of course, Tony, who we all live in this cold climate. And when asked about comfort foods, we almost all seem to turn toward those kind of hot family, often mushy meals. You know what I mean? Yeah. Casseroles yeah. were a big uh, thing in South Dakota. What what is known here as hot dish. I get um, a bad time about that when I call it casserole. Casserole. Here. See, casserole sounds more familiar to me as well. But yes, you're right. If if you don't call it hot dish in Minnesota, you get in trouble, you guys. Mm-hmm. <laughs> We'd have tuna noodle casserole, mom made. That was really great with the potato chips crunch top. And oh, um, I must say, my grandma and my mother's side also made them excellent prune kugan. It was so delightful when she'd make that. That brought a ton of comfort. And so what is it? What was it called? Prune Coogan. It's a soft, fluffy dough um, as the base. And then a custard, an egg custard with a cinnamon spice. Very delicious. Oh, wow. Yeah. With, um, with uh, stewed prunes that she would do herself. It was a very long process, which oh. I might not ever make because of how long it takes. Yeah, yeah. Very I've delicious. never heard of that. I love it. I love custard in any way, shape, or form. That sounds great. 
I'll give you the recipe. Yeah. Maybe I'll, maybe, maybe we do two recipes with this episode. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, so we've been touching on your childhood a little bit. Is there a certain, well, I guess it doesn't have to be childhood related, but is there a certain object in your life that brings you comfort? Maybe it's something from your childhood, maybe not. Maybe it's a rock that you found by the creek one day, but is there like a certain object that you can kind of look at or turn to or grab grab onto that brings you comfort? I appreciate you reminding me of rocks because I collect rocks from places. Oh, they do bring that. me comfort and I have them strewn about wherever. And when I see this particular rock from the, the creek in South Dakota or from the Missouri River in Chamberlain, that brings me much comfort and joy. Um, and my mugs, I have a pretty big mug collection. I don't think about it as I'm collecting them, but when I go to a favorite bookstore and bring home, like right now I'm using my Malaprop Eat, Sleep, Read. <laughs> nice. From <laughs> uh, North Carolina or um, Apostle Islands. Yeah, mugs are a thing of comfort. I, I, have a, I have a little mug issue as well. And here's my Twin Peaks mug for today. Nice. But yeah, I, I seem to have too many mugs. Oh, see? Oh, yours is red too. I like that. Yeah, mugs. I don't know what it is. Mugs and blankets. I, mm-hmm. <laughs> just, right? Yes. I don't think anyone could argue with that. Oh, unless you live somewhere really hot. But yeah. Yeah. my favorite blanket I'm using right now is uh, one from World Market. It's a Sherpa throw. It's super soft and light and fluffy. Ooh, nice. I, so, World Market is awesome. Yes. Indeed. Yeah. yeah. You can get the uh, chocolate from the UK there. <laughs> it's so good. That's awesome. Yeah. Well, we'll have to link to your your blanket because I know you told me about it earlier. So we'll put, mm-hmm. check the show notes and uh, we'll have a link to Sin's blanket. Yeah. You can never have too many blankets when you live yeah. in this part of the world. I have so many blankets. <laughs> blankets and mugs. Yes. <laughs> We're set. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, natural objects are a big thing for me from various places, too. So I know that that's not only one object, but <laughs> no, that's it's it's a it's a type of object. Yeah. And it's good to have, you know, different. That's why I kind of categorize and, and go through my categories with people, because it, you have to be able to find comfort in different places. That way, give, given whatever circumstance you find yourself in, there's something to to turn to, you know, yeah. Um, how about, I'm totally pivoting here. How about either habits or routines or things like that? Is there anything, are are you a routine person or are you more kind of a go with the flow person? I'm very routine person. Um, but it involves going out quite a lot. I'm, uh, I think I'm kind of an ambivert, both introvert and extrovert where during the daytime, I like to do my own thing. My routine is to get up and then I go to a cafe or restaurant and have lunch and coffee or make something here. Uh, my, I'm a late riser because I'm a night owl. And then my afternoons, I run errands. It's all pretty routine. Uh, then in the evenings, um, I either go to movies. Every Tuesday night, I was going to mention, um, I, I have kind of a, uh, I guess it's a routine where it's kind of like I, I consider it it's kind of silly or, 
or weird, but a date with myself night or cheat yourself. Yeah, no, that's awesome. Which is like, um, uh, go to get uh, some favorite food. Comfort food for me is like sushi or ramen or maybe steak dinner, something like that. And then go to a movie because Tuesday nights are cheap nights in various theaters. Yep. Oh, that's, so, I love that. I love that. Yeah. yeah. Treat yourself to a to a date night, a solo date night. Yeah. <laughs> that's perfect. And then um, most other nights of the week, I, I catch live music um, whenever I can, um, usually at the places I mentioned, um, and just see friends or... Uh, whether or not whether or not they see live music, I often go to uh, Palmer's to have a nightcap, one or two ciders or wine, that kind of thing. You are also a writer. You've written a couple of books about the music scene locally here. Mm-hmm. Do you have any habits or routines that surround your writing? Do you do you write in a cafe? Do you write at home? Do you write at a certain time of day, or is it just kind of whenever the mood hits you? How did that go down? Um, it was more in a cafe or a restaurant environment out in public because uh, it's hard for me to concentrate at home, strangely. But when I'm out in a restaurant, I there's kind of like white noise, but I can shut it out. Some people might find that distracting, but I find it helps me to go inside more. That's strange, but that's what happens. Um, I haven't written as much lately, but... Uh, when I was, it was usually late afternoon, early evening, um, or late night, very much night owl. So, yeah. Do you have any, are you working on anything in the future? Do you have, or even an idea for the next thing or, or that you can talk about? <laughs> yeah, currently I'm working on uh, audio pieces for uh, KPI and Ampers that are short four to six minute uh, stories on Minnesota arts, history, and culture. Um, I I can't talk about the next one yet until it, it absolutely happens, though it will be exciting if it does happen, uh, about the local restaurant. But uh, the one I did before was on uh, choreographer, dancer, theater director Patrick Scully's a performance of Walt Whitman's Leaves of Grass as uh, a gay man in Victorian era coming out in the current day and how mm. much easier it would have been to live his life if he could have been here now. Yeah. So, oh, cool. It was beautiful. So that I did a piece on that. Um, so I guess that's my current thing is doing these audio documentary pieces. So Nice. So do you ever, of course, you go to bed kind of late and, you know, you've been to a live show and you've heard music and you've had fun and now you get home and it's really quiet and it's time to go to bed and you kind of have to like, you know, get your mind kind of more clear and calm. How do you do that? How do you kind of come down off that high of a live show and a night out uh, almost every night? It sounds like to then be able to like get some actual sleep. I always watch um, a half hour to a couple hours of my favorite shows on television uh, series like on Hulu or Netflix or, or Apple or whatever. So, yeah. Do you have favorites right now? What's what's on your watch list? <laughs> I just finished The Expanse, which I really love. Great science fiction, fantasy or space opera. Um, 
funny murder mystery, uh, the woman in the house across the street from the Oh my gosh. I watched that too. I thoroughly enjoyed that. I did too. I didn't expect to so much. It was almost a guilty pleasure because it's so ridiculous. Exactly. That's what I felt too. I was like, am I going to watch the rest of this? It's so ridiculous. And then I really got into it. (laughs) Oh, absolutely. I'm currently watching um, Pam and Tommy, which is kind of like guilty pleasure fun. It's pretty cheesy, but it's also really good. Yeah. I had been watching, um, I watch all the different Star Trek things. So I'm looking forward to the next Picard. I'm watching Star Trek Discovery. Um, I like a lot of HBO things that have some um, supernatural or uh, spooky elements in them. Like, um, oh, Behind Your Eyes was creepy and good. Uh, I don't know if I've seen that. You would like it a lot. I'll have to look that up. Yeah. That's really, it's right up your alley. And um, Nine Perfect Lives. And, oh, yep. Uh, yep. That kind of thing. So. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I find that sometimes the things I like don't get very good reviews. <laughs> but yeah, same. I think they're just so out there that I don't know. Yeah. I I associate with them or it, it speaks to me, but I feel like maybe that's not the majority of the population. Yeah, I saw the the woman um, mystery show got bad reviews, but I still enjoyed it a lot. So I loved it. I think there's something comforting about knowing that there must be other I don't know weirdos. I don't know if that's the right word, but other <laughs> you know people who aren't necessarily um, fit the mold, who don't fit the mold necessarily of the general population. And when they get movies out there and stuff, I'm like, okay, so one of us made it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Oh, I really love. Um, British television. I loved uh, Good Omens by Neil Gaiman and Terry Pratchett with Dave Tennant. Anything Dave Tennant does is fantastic. Like Broadchurch, we talked, that was fantastic. Fantastic. um, Doctor Who, all that kind of stuff. So yeah, the the British know how to to do that stuff. (laughs) Yeah, their comedies are really great too. So that sense of humor is kind of unbeatable to me anyway. I I love it. Sex education is fantastic. I highly recommend that. Ooh, yeah, I have that on my list. I haven't gotten to it yet. Very excellent. <sighs> if only we had another lockdown or something. <laughs> that I yeah. Could catch up on all the TV. Um, <laughs> so my my last tangent kind of turns the tables a little bit. And instead of asking what brings you comfort, I ask, how do you bring comfort to other people? Um, that is uh, a thing I love to do. I like to make playlists for people to fit certain um, moods or events or uh, holidays, I guess you'd say. Um, if people have had some sort of loss or going through a difficult time, um, well, I like to do this regardless, but I like to have in-depth, in-person conversations with them and just listen. People consider me to be a good listener, um, to just sit and let them talk out things and, and maybe offer some advice or ways to, they can get through it, which um, involve a lot of the things that we talked about earlier in this, such as... Uh, go buy water or go to a bookstore and and look around or 
listen to music or go see live show, you know, kind of get out of their element perhaps. And um, I like to send greeting cards. <laughs> oh, that's nice. Snail mail for the win. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, if they're grieving a loss of a loved one, I recommend the book um, Healing After Loss by Martha, Martha Hickman. Okay. Uh, bringing them food, uh, once again, getting a drink together or go for a walk together, that kind of thing. Yeah, just being there. Yeah. So. I love that you make playlists for people too, because that really kind of ties your passion in with helping others. Yeah, it's very fun. I love doing that. So, oh, that's beautiful. Well, Thank you so much for taking some time out of your day to do this. I know you're a busy lady. Are you going to a show tonight? Or I don't know. Oh, it, or is it movie night? It's movie night. Indeed, it is. So <laughs> <laughs> tonight's movie is um, Drive My Car. It's it's three hours. It's a Japanese film based on a short story by uh, Murakami. And um, I usually go to the Icon Theater. I get... Uh, double glass of wine and popcorn nice <laughs> I'll, I'll probably get sushi at the raccoon near there at the uh west end or whatever something like that yeah perfect that sounds how did they take a short story and make a three-hour movie out of it? such a good question <laughs> <laughs> i was wondering that myself and also i have to admit i have not yet read murakami i've tried and i need I feel like I need to do that because so many friends enjoy him, mm. but uh, we'll see. That'll be interesting. We'll have to. So by the time this episode airs, you will have watched it and maybe mm -hmm. we'll have an update. And we also, I'm, I'm just thinking of this now, we'll put a link in the show notes, maybe to that book you recommended um, mm -hmm. for people who are grieving. I think it's good to share, you know, if, if you've found something that helps you, why not share it? And maybe it'll help somebody else. So. Yeah, I'm a bookseller at a Barnes and Noble. Um, at well, I can I can say if it's okay in Harmar Roseville, and yeah. um, a thing that gives me much comfort in that vein of how to give people comfort is making book recommendations for people. Oh, that's so. brilliant! Yes, I love yeah. that. So I love that. books, oh, books, and music are my two favorite things. So yeah, yeah, absolutely, they're wonderful. Uh, well, again, enjoy your movie night. I will. And uh, thank you for being here. And um, we will we'll catch up soon. I want to hear how that movie was. And I've got to get some more book re recommendations from you. So we'll talk again soon. Absolutely. Thank you so much for having me. It was a pleasure. I appreciate oh. your doing this. And I love your uh, this podcast, Grab a Blanket. So. Oh, thank you so much. I appreciate it. Thank you so much for listening, and a big thank you to Sin for taking the time to chat with me. Remember to check the show notes for her meatloaf and refrigerator pickle recipes, as well as links to her book recommendations and a link to her radio show. You can catch her radio show, Spin with Sin, on KFAI Radio, Monday nights from 10 p.m. to midnight, for an eclectic mix of local, indie, and rock music, as well as fantastic conversations with folks from the Minneapolis music scene and beyond. Be sure to join me next time as we discover more feel-good stories and tips and tricks to bring more cozy, calm, and happy feelings to your day. 
Before I go, a nod to Canal for the intro and outro music, which is based on a song called The Mess Inside Your Head. Hopefully we've helped calm that mess a little bit today. Take care and talk soon. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.